It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX, and this is my inexplicable mustache. Uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, and simply for betting $1 on any team in the NFL to score, you will get $100 in free bets should they score any points at all. Of course, I am joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Jesse, how is life? Well, looking at that mustache of yours, it's hard oh. to it's hard to give a straight answer. Now, it, yeah, so, see, no. now you know what I got to do. But with I feel better. Uh-huh. I feel better because now our audience can share this with me. Whereas oh. before, when we were doing mm-hmm. audio podcasts. It was just me having to stare at your ridiculous mustache the entire show. Correct. And there wasn't anyone about, there wasn't anyone with me to, uh, I don't know, to share in the lament of what's happening on your face right now. So I get it. I get it. Misery loves company. And I too love to drag people down when I have to deal with situations <laughs> that I don't want to deal with. So I, I understand where you're coming from. I am happy that people get to see uh, this Tom Selleck bad boy right here. And again, I did it for the month of November. So trying to spread a little bit awareness for, uh, you know, cancer and and trying to do good things while also looking this ridiculous. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate your take on it. And I appreciate everybody tuning in. Obviously, uh, it's coming down to the wire. Uh, we have information recently posted that uh, the Players Association and the owners are getting back to negotiations. They are trying uh I, I'm not going to say their hardest. We know they're not trying their hardest, but <laughs> they're they're giving it they're giving it a shot to get this thing figured out and avoid the lockout that is looming now, uh, about 24 hours away at this point. Um, but we have a lot of Arizona Diamondbacks news to talk about. We, we got do. some information. We got some some news in right before the wire. Actually, some breaking news from Nick Pecoro. Uh, over at AZ Central, he tweeted out, first baseman Christian Walker was viewed as a possible non-tender, but the Diamondbacks have tendered him a contract according to a source. Taylor Clark, who was eligible as a Super 2 by just four days service time, is the club's only non-tender. This is really interesting. Uh, I think a lot of people probably saw it the other way around, if anything. Uh, Taylor Clark... Uh, like you mentioned, uh, he normally wouldn't have been up for arbitration this season. Uh, it all came down to where the Super 2 threshold was set. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what Super 2 is, Super 2 is basically this 
this program built into the current uh, CBA that allows players to uh, to qualify for arbitration a year earlier. So so they are able to get four years of arbitration in total rather than the usual three years. Um, and it goes to the guys who've logged the most service time. And so they basically set a threshold somewhere that was announced like yesterday or the day before. And, and as you said, Taylor Clark just barely cleared that threshold. So Taylor Clark wasn't necessarily viewed as a guy who would, uh, you know, who would be a candidate for arbitration in the first place. Um, but because of where that threshold was set, our, um, Taylor Clark winds up qualifying for arbitration and the Diamondbacks have, have decided to move on. And it, it's interesting. I mean, Taylor Clark is not, um, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. He hasn't been great for the team. There hasn't been a whole lot he's done that is, uh, you know, really, really caused us to be a whole, a whole lot impressed, um, sure. you know, over his, his short stint here. But, you know, he was one of the team's better pitching prospects uh, there a few years ago. And he came up, um, you know, he's done a decent job filling in time as a starter. Uh, he was moved to the bullpen where he throws like 97 or 98 miles an hour with a decent slider. The stuff is the stuff is not too bad. Uh, he doesn't walk that many guys. But at the end of the day, Taylor Clark's ceiling is pretty low, right? He's he's yeah. going to be kind of a just okay type of pitcher. And and I think the Diamondbacks are committed to trying to move things forward in the bullpen this year. And, you know, if if Taylor Clark is is going to be in arbitration and maybe get a little bit more money than the team expected, you know, maybe they have the ability to go out and find someone else that they think can do better. In 78 games for the Arizona Diamondbacks, Taylor Clark had a 4.99 ERA. Um, he had 20 starts and had a record of nine and eight in those 20 starts. So, hmm. like you said, nothing uh not not terrible, but nothing that that really moves the needle and a consistent ERA over those three seasons here that hovered around you know five to four and a half. So uh, again, not 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 anything that fluctuated. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised for him to go somewhere else and see his ERA drop to point yeah. nine seven and him win a right on, right. Of you course, know. we just expect it at this point. <laughs> but I why, will, are we, I, why are we so jaded, Jesse? Why are we so jaded? Because Robbie uh, Ray's is just just won the Cy Young uh, Award and also just signed for twenty three million dollars a year. Yeah, twenty three um, million dollars a year, good for I, him. I want to talk about Christian Walker real quick. He's sure. the bigger. He's probably the bigger surprise here. Um, Christian Walker, I think in in the minds of a lot of fans, I mean, you've got Paven Smith here, right? Paven Smith is you know plays a solid first base and has some flexibility for the outfield corners um, that Christian Walker doesn't have. And Christian Walker's numbers last year just really weren't that impressive, right? Yeah. And if you're limited to playing first base, which granted, Christian Walker is a really good defensive first baseman. Um, and I have to believe, Derek, that's probably the reason this happened, is the Diamondbacks, as we talked about before, were a horrible defensive team in, in 2021. And a big part of that um, was that they had all these guys moving around all over the place, playing positions that they weren't really qualified to play. And Christian Walker was one of the few guys they had who plays one position and plays that position really well. And there's something to be said for having a guy, you know, who can, who can be in the gold glove conversation. We've seen him there before. 
Um, and if he figures things out with the bat, which we know he could, right? Uh, 2019 and 2020, he was one of the team's better offensive players. If he's able to figure some things out and, and hopefully get healthy, I know we've heard that maybe that was an issue for him this last year that he never really felt himself, even when he was on the, when he was on the field, you know, there's a chance you could see Christian Walker come out this year and, you know, get back to an 800, 850 OPS and, and also play a really solid defensive first base that we know he can. Here's the thing, though, Jesse, and here's here's the thing about Christian Walker. Even with the bad season, he really didn't hit that much lower than he normally does aside from his OPS, right? And he didn't even hit 850. His highest OPS has been, you know, uh, well, there was one ridiculous season that he didn't have that many at-bats, but 825 sure. in 2019, but still a 259 batting average this season, 244, 696 OPS. So that dropped. He didn't walk as much. Uh, but he didn't strike out as much in 2019 either, believe it or not. He struck out more in 2019 than he did in 2021. So there's some improvement, and there's definitely the fact that he is inexpensive and is probably not going to command a big salary. He's been with this team now five seasons. He probably feels comfortable here, and it's probably easier just to keep him on, even if he's relegated to more of a backup status or sharing time at first base status, even if healthy, right? It's not to say that Christian Walker isn't a good baseball player. It's just to say that he might not necessarily be the future first baseman for this team with that, with that base, with that, you know, position being kind of a critical position sometimes for young stars to come up and play. It would just be beneficial for them to look at him more like that going forward than the everyday starting first baseman. Yeah. I don't know if that's cruel to say that. I don't mean to, downplay him i think christian walker again even though we talk about 21 being a bad season for him it's kind of what he's done i mean his time in baltimore he didn't break 200 as a batting average you know so we're talking about a guy that's been between 250 and 271 you know and i wouldn't really count 2020 as even a real season that existed so i mean he's 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 pretty much hitting right around where he's where he's been in his career this is no surprise the, the thing about Christian Walker is he's not going to cost you what some guys that put up his numbers do. If he can get his power back up to where it was in 2019 and hit, you know, close to 30 home runs or even over 30 home runs, then uh, he can once again probably be seen as a as a deal for this team for them to tender him a contract. Right. Um, the, the the issue with Christian Walker is the power, right? I mean, yeah, the, the power average, is gone right now. Yeah, the, the power is really going to be his calling card. And so, yeah, you're right. It's not about, you know, whether he's 240, 250, 260, whatever the batting average is, that might not fluctuate very much. The problem is you can't have a first baseman that slugs under 400. You just can't, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just not, if, if, if a guy plays first base, great point, right? Like if a guy plays first base in order for your bat to play there, you have a higher offensive expectation than a guy who plays shortstop, right? Like Nick Ahmed can get by at shortstop because of what he does defensively at a premium position. Absolutely. Even though Christian Walker is a great first baseman, the, the bar is just much higher offensively. And, and you know, a 370 slugging percentage, whatever it was last year, that's just not going to cut it. So, But I think you're right that there's some upside here based on what he did in the past. And the last thing the Diamondbacks fans want to see at this point is another guy leave the Diamondbacks for nothing, which is what a non-tender would be, and then go to another team and rediscover, you know, his previous form. And we've we've seen that too many times here. 
And Christian Walker is, is a guy you could envision that happening in, for, right? I mean, 2019, 2020, he was consistent. He was solid. And I don't think Diamondbacks fans want to see him go somewhere else and, and bring that to another organization. Don't forget, Jesse. The Mather effect. All right, let's see what Joe Mather can do. Before you give up on any guys offensively at this point, let's just see what Joe Mather can do. I'm not saying that any of these coaches that they've hired are miracle workers, right? What I'm saying is they have a tremendous amount of experience at coaching guys and being successful at improving their players, right? Brent Strom, Joe Mather, Jeff Bannister, hell, Who's, who's going to just be the bench coach, right? All of these guys have a proven track record right. at improving young players. Uh, and in some cases, in Bannister's case, and Strom's case, literally creating some of the biggest superstars in baseball or being a part of their career path as they made it to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. I don't downplay their impact on this team as much as they do. I know they're humble. I know they have humility. I know they need to say that it was all the players that did it and none of them. I don't ah, bullshit. I don't believe it one bit. It's <laughs> these are great coaches and I'm excited to have them. And if yeah. I was Tori Lavolo, he said today in his press conference about the new coaches, which we're going to talk about here in a moment that, you know, in, in his wildest dreams, this is what he, he would get. This is what he wanted, but yeah. didn't think he was actually going to get the, the result is that he got his dream team of coaches. There's really no excuse with the amount of, input and experience that he's brought on to this staff for this team not to improve and honestly in my opinion prove improve pretty drastically right uh, mm. maybe maybe 30 games is a bit much but I, I i would expect to see a 15 to 20 game improvement at the very least of this team in 2022 that might be asking a lot but i really think that that could be the the turnaround we see after one season right yeah well, on a, on a side note, it looks like Mac Huff is helping us out here with some news from John Heyman. Um, John Heyman has just tweeted that CBA talks are going nowhere. Oh, no, um, Mac. Is no. Yeah, well. Yeah, we knew that was coming. That's yeah. no surprise. I just I think to- it's funny that, like, the last couple days, the baseball news cycle is 100% free agency, right? Yes. Like, yeah. no one's even talking about the collective bargaining agreement because at this point it's almost like there isn't that much of a rush because we all know that this isn't realistically going to happen in the next 24 hours. And so I feel like right now, you know, the players association and the league, the owners, they had, they enjoyed their long Thanksgiving weekend, right? They probably weren't too, uh, you know, too on edge about getting these negotiations underway, because we all kind of know what's going to happen, right? This isn't going to come down, uh, you know, in the next 24 hours. Um, oh, gosh. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I'm sorry, Phoenix Riser. I want to burn this comment. I want to burn it to the ground. Um, <laughs> but I had to put it up there. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, Tori Lavolo sounded very positive, but I think he has to. He did. Uh, he did. I think he he's had... also in Paris right now. So yeah, I mean, he's in he Paris. Kinda, so how hard is life? Yeah, yeah. He's having a great time right now. So <laughs> he absolutely doesn't care about what's going on with CBA negotiations. He has no part in that. But he did sound hopeful that, that this deal is going to get done soon. Probably not by December 1st. Probably not before we have an official lockout. But hopefully that the deal will still get done soon so um sure. I, I i think he's a lot more hopeful than you and i are but i think we also think that this 
won't be too extended because of winter meetings, uh, the, the critical nature of making sure that the season isn't delayed, all sorts of other reasons. I think there's going to be pressure on both sides to get this deal done sooner than later, just not before there's a lockout. So uh, interestingly enough, the D-backs did get all of their hires done for Tori Lavolo's coaching staff prior to whatever happens with the end of the labor deal. But before we talk about that, I just want to remind everybody that uh, our code over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, of course, is PHNX. And you know what? We want you to go over there because the DraftKings Sportsbook right now is doing some pretty great things. Not only can you get $100 in free bets for using our code, and betting just $1 on any team to score any points at all. But we also uh, got all sorts of offers for same-game parlays, uh, multiple-game parlays, even multiple sports parlays. You get your same-game parlay, and you can add more legs uh, for a bigger payout. And, of course, uh, there's just the fun of of setting up a same-game parlay. I have become a maniac when it comes to same game parlays. Jesse, of course, I am Mr. Parlay, but now I need to find a new, better nickname. I'm not going to, I mean, yeah, you could say Mr. Perfect, Mr. Parlay, Big Papa Parlay. Uh, I, I'd still lose sleep at night <laughs> over how good. Here we nickname. go again. Here yeah, look at again. look at this mustache, Jesse. I'm assimilating and I'm slowly becoming Patrick Lyons from the DNVR Rockies podcast. <laughs> hey, man, if you grow Patrick Lyons hair, oh then God. I am... I am oh, fully on board. You I would can be grow so however lucky. ridiculous a mustache yeah. you want, Derek. Just get that man's hair, and you'll be I'll you'll be. Tell all you right. this, I'll tell you this though, Jesse. I stay away from scores. Who's gonna win? I just, I just, I don't believe in people. That's what I do in my same game parlays. I just bet unders on rushing yards because I don't think the rushing yard. I don't think <laughs> I don't think points are gonna happen. I don't think quarterbacks are gonna reach three hundred yards. I am a pessimist when I watch football and. So far, it's worked out for me. So you can do whatever you want, though, in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, it's safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And you can do whatever you want with your same-game parlays. Or like I said, even multiple sport parlays. Don't bet on the Coyotes to lose anymore because that's not happening anymore. And I don't know what's happening, but I'm not a big fan of uh, the Coyotes not losing anymore because I don't know what to do with my money. But uh, just a reminder... Uh, our code again is at DraftKings Sportsbook is PHNX, and I'll get you $100 in free bets uh, for betting just $1 on any team to score any points at all. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1 800 next step, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Jesse, let's talk about those coaches that the D backs hired, shall we? Yeah, uh, the D backs have hired quite a few coaches just to round out their staff. And they did something that was a little interesting. Um, they have their coaches that they have hired to round out Lavello's staff are assigned to a hybrid major league minor league role. Um, aside yeah. from, aside from Damian Easley, former Arizona Diamondback who spent 10 seasons uh, in the San Diego Padres system, including the last three on the major league staff as a hitting coach uh, and as an infield assistant hitting coach. So again, a lot of experience coming over in an assistant major league hitting coach role from Damian Easley. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a cool, you know, an interesting move here by the Diamondbacks, just their approach to this entire situation. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
just going through all the different titles of the coaches they hired today, Derek, they're all, they're all kind of a mouthful because, sure. because they're all, they all have like 17 different roles. It's right. Like- right. Well, okay. So <laughs> Drew Hedman and Rick short, that were the interim uh, hitting coaches for the You're team right, after right. they let go of uh, DC and Eric Hinsky, uh, they are back in a hitting coach role. They will be assistant major league hitting coach and director of minor league hitting. That'll be Drew Hedman. Rick Short will be assistant major league hitting coach, assistant minor league hitting coordinator. And then the (laughs) same thing with Dan Carlson and Barry Enright, uh, whose name you might recognize. Yeah. uh, Who will both be, uh, they will both be assistant major league pitching coaches. Uh, Carlson will serve as the minor league pitching coordinator. Enright will serve as the minor league pitching coordinator as well. So uh, yeah, like you said, a mouthful on those roles and a, a hybrid system where these coaches are going to be involved in the development of these players, both at a major league and a minor league level. Something mm. I really dig Jesse, because yeah, again, like we were talking about yesterday with the lack of moves and the lack of free agent frenzy on the D backs part. I like that they're sticking to a plan and assigning these coordinator slash assistant you know, coach roles seemed to help bridge that gap for young players from coming up from the minor league system to, to the majors, which we're going to hopefully see a lot of next season. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also interesting that Damian easily, at least uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Derek, I think Damian easily is the only hire of this group that is coming outside the organization, right? All of these guys have already been in the Diamondbacks organization Correct. in some capacity. Correct. Right? Damien easily brings his experience over from the Padres. Uh, right. Like we said, Hedman and Short both have been in the system before. They were elevated to the interim hitting coach role uh, last season just due to letting go of, of the current hitting coaches. Uh, Dan Carlson was joins the staff after 20 seasons in the D-backs organization and the last eight as the club's minor league pitching coordinator from 2014 to 2021. He even made two relief uh, pitching appearances with Arizona back in 1999. And then uh, Barry Enright served as a pitching coach in the D-back system the last three seasons at Hillsborough, Single A, Kane County, and Low A, Visalia, uh, before his addition to the major league staff. Um, And Enright started 24 games for Arizona from 2010 to 2011 after being selected by the D-backs in the 2007 MLB draft. He was pretty good when he first came up. I remember yeah. I remember being excited about Barry Enright for, for a while there. Unfortunately, his career didn't quite pan out the way that maybe we were expecting it to. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting the way the Diamondbacks have, have gone about this. They started out with, you know, these headliner hires in terms of, you know, the guys at the, at the top for each of these different roles. So their head pitching coach, you know, Brent Strom, this sort of legend out of the Houston organization, Joe Mather, you know, the hitting coach out of Cincinnati, who also had a great reputation and the guys that that they're putting under them are actually guys who have actually been here for a while, for the most part, with the exception of, of Damien easily. So I think it's interesting how they're kind of balancing uh, those two things, right? The the guys working underneath these coaches are guys who've been here for a while. And I think that's interesting because they probably gave, and Tori talked about this today in the press conference, they absolutely involved Joe Mather and Brent Strom in the process of yes. picking out which coaches they wanted to work underneath them. Yeah, And the coaches they wound up with were guys that were already here in the organization. 
Um, and so, you know, maybe this is Brent Strom and, and Joe Mather saying, you know, we want to work with guys who've already been here for a while and already know a lot of things about these pitchers uh, and these yeah. hitters, right? Maybe that played into this. Um, but yeah, I think these are all, uh, this is just sort of the icing on the cake, right? I mean, once you get Brent Strom and Joe Mather and Jeff Bannister, I mean, the guys, the Diamondbacks have brought in are exceptional, right? I mean, we've talked at length about how excited we are about this coaching staff. And at this point, it's it's just interesting to me that they actually kind of played this by the book a little bit, and they stuck with a lot of guys who were already here in the organization to work underneath those guys. Absolutely. And with the kind of mass hiring today during the press conference, I actually asked Tori Lavolo if uh, there was any sense of urgency to hiring yeah. these coaches or getting his his coaching staff finalized before the potential lockout, just, you know, before you have that potential gap in, in being able to hire or, or do any, any kind of baseball moves. And uh, he, he actually had an interesting answer where it didn't sound like it was impacted by that. Yeah. I know that that date's looming. Right. Um, and I know that both sides are working as hard as they can uh, to, to make something positive uh, happen. Um, but no, I, not for me, not for me. And that, that, that's, that's a, a totally honest answer. I felt like um, I wanted to, once we once we got the head um, the head pitching coach and and hitting coach in place. Um, I I want to take my time with the next layer of guys, and I think Brent did too, uh, and I think Joe did as well. So um, you know we 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 didn't we didn't have December first on our mind at all. And if it took us a little bit longer, we would have we would have done what we could to get the right guys and that was the most important thing and see i i uh i i believe that i feel like that they kind of took maybe a little bit longer than i even expected them to get his raw yeah his, uh, it's, pitching it's been a little while coaching staff right they said yeah. that they were going to try to get after it pretty quickly and make some decisions uh you know fair fairly uh quickly after the end of the season Obviously, with Strom and some of the other additions, they had to wait until the playoffs were were over and even the World Series concluded in Strom's case. So I'm glad that they were patient because they were able to put together uh, an exceptional staff, I feel like, for Tori Lobolo. Now I'm just actually excited once again to see how that they can shape these guys. There's There is so much emphasis that we have put on how they are going to impact like the young players that aren't even here yet, right? Like Lu Luis Frias and, uh, you know, Alec Thomas and guys like that that we could see next season. What I'm actually now starting to wonder more about is how these guys are going to impact the current players on the team, the Cattell Martes, the guys yeah. are already stars. You know, Carson Kelly's name has brought was brought up a bit uh, in free agency news that he might be available to be traded for, that he might be on the market, but... I, I still believe strongly in Carson Kelly and he's a guy I would love to see stick around and see what he can do next season under, you know, uh, just different coaching. And, and especially with their, the way that they had the, um, you know, catcher coach uh, running everything kind of set up with the coaches last season. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how it impacts things differently this season. It feels a little bit more straightforward um, and not, you know, so many, um, different responsibilities being shared by one person in, in some cases for, for Lavallo's staff last season. I just, I, I, I have a new hope, Jesse, I have a new hope. And I, it's weird because normally you get this kind of hope because of 
the free agency additions that your team makes during especially a time like this where things are going insane. What the Rangers did yesterday uh, and their half a billion dollars invested uh, <laughs> is wild. And I don't know how I would feel about that because I am excited merely about coaches being added to this team. So I can only imagine how you're I... Not, you're not excited about Jordan Luplo, Derek? Stop it. All right. But... Hey, you could get Jesse's article on Jordan Lupolo as well as some stuff I'm going to be putting up about these new coaches over at gophnx.com. So go sign up, become a member. I don't want to rub it in your faces if you missed out on the deal, but there was a pretty good deal. I hope you guys got in on it for the annual membership. Uh, you will still get a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, there was some good deals over there. I don't want to tell you about that either if you missed out on those. that's I feel Again, I feel like I'm rubbing all of this in your face if you're listening to this uh, after all of these deals were gone, but uh, you know what? Stick around. Maybe those deals will come back. Maybe there'll be some new deals. We'll see what happens. Members get some fantastic deals all the time. Buy one, get one free, uh, all sorts of uh, stuff. So become a member, sign up. You can become part of our members only discord as well as all these free offers and all this other stuff I'm talking about. Uh, there's great content on the website. We hope you guys check it out and enjoy what we're writing, what everybody's doing, because uh, we are trying to do our best to bring you something different and do it with love. Most importantly, we do it with love. So become a member of the PHNX family. Uh, we'd love to have you here. And when I say with love, I mean, uh, even when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks, there are times where our press conferences go from, you know, obviously infor informational Q and A's to us just having kind of a big, uh, like almost a holiday Zoom party. Like Jesse brought up, Tori Lavolo <laughs> is in France with his family having what I imagine is an absolutely lovely time. I hope you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving because I know I did. I really, really had a great time, Jesse. I know you came down here. so And I know you had a lot of responsibilities. So I hope you still had a good time despite all of all of your responsibilities. That wasn't too bad. Was, That's you know, good. It was good a busy hear. weekend, but I had fun. It was all good. right. It was well, sunny and 77 degrees. Every that's day, right. So, that's yeah. right. This, that's Phoenix. It's always, forget Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Phoenix. It's always sunny in Phoenix. And it was there a beautiful time. Uh, we ate outside and had had a lovely dinner. But uh, before the press conference wrapped up today, uh, was there was an interesting moment. There was, was an interesting moment. <laughs> now, our pal Jack Summers from the AZ Snake Pit, he is one of my favorite individuals to hang out with uh, at baseball games. Jack and I met a few years ago. Uh, we take walks together around Chase Field before the game starts. We've had lots of different discussions about family and politics and all sorts of stuff. Jack's one of my favorite people. To he chat just with. knows a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. He, like he's absolutely. just one of those people you can ask him about anything, and Jack Summers will have an informed answer. For he you. absolutely will. He's one of the smartest people I know. And Jack spent some time overseas in Asia. He did some work uh, with a uh, footwear company. And while you know, while he was there, uh, he was kind of, uh, as he described it to me, kind of like a go between between the states and, and the supplier in Asia. So Jack is very fluent in in chinese mandarin other languages and stuff like that so at the end of the press conference today toy lavello asked our pal jack to speak to his daughter who also is <laughs> extremely fluent in chinese and i i needed to show everybody this moment because it was just a wonderful moment <laughs> hang on you gotta say it a little bit louder this is good this is good i don't know why why in the world this gentleman speaks chinese but he does but go ahead <laughs> Uh, 
Oh my okay, god, great. this is unbelievable. <laughs> I have no idea what they said, but it was just an incredible moment. And I like think that. maybe maybe that was an act. Like maybe maybe they were just uh, speaking gibberish. Yeah, we're just too naive to know the difference. Uh, see? <laughs> I like I you see, I like your you're like me. When you don't know something, you just refuse to acknowledge it and you just want to blame it on or say they're just making things up i love it yeah um, no, 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 no. it was it's honestly I'll, I'll say this about being part of like the beat writers for the d-backs we have moments like this all the time and it's always kind of special it's it's uh, again just a little window into why uh I, at times i say tori labolo is one of the greatest uh people i've ever worked with in sports i've had a chance to cover other sports uh, other things are difficult a lot of times we keep things very professional uh and there's just a different feeling with not only the Diamondbacks media staff that we interact with, but even with Tori. And uh, I thought yeah. this was a, a real special moment. Also, I completely understand why Tori doesn't really care about CBA negotiations or labor deals or anything right now. Again, he is in France having an absolutely lovely time <laughs> and I wouldn't care about this stuff either. You know, I am yeah. glad that for the sake of his vacation and having this good time that he did get his, uh, you know, coaching staff stuff all concluded you know it's like all his homework yeah, is right. done and he can now enjoy his weekend and i'm that was that was the real happy. deadline right that he was, was i guarantee you that was really CBA, what it was. he didn't yeah. have the cva deadline circled on his calendar he had the he had the france trip circled on his calendar we got to wrap this up by then <laughs> he's a smart man he knows how to plan and i'll tell you this much that's the uh, you know there's one thing we always said about tori lavello right uh even if he's cautious he knows to plan for the future and give guys the certain number of days off that they need in order to reach the final goal. And in, in his mind, his final goal maybe was this vacation and he gave them the deadline of reaching, you know, a few days before it, but I'm sure it probably coordinated a bit with uh, this entire lockout thing happening because again, these, you know, play uh, coaches like Tori Lovello, they, they have nothing to do with this entire situation. Right. So many of them can't, do anything yeah. until the labor deal is figured out negotiated by other people uh the winter meetings uh could be impacted are probably going to be impacted because they are supposed to take place uh <laughs> yeah, at the you, end of this did you, week did you book your hotel yet there you, you got not. your you got your plans lined I, up for the, I, I, I want to address that I want to address that. I would appreciate if the MLB stopped emailing me about <laughs> non-refundable reservations for a winter meeting that both you and me know are not going to happen. So please Is, stop. Are reservations really non-refundable? I don't know. I'm just guessing oh, okay. that because everything I do lately is non-refundable. I bought American Airline tickets today and I immediately realized, Jesse, that I booked them for the wrong weekend. Ooh, Despite my ooh. friends telling me the exact dates I was supposed to book, I think well, within within uh, twenty four hours, most airlines you can, you can cancel without without a fee, right? Well, yeah, you're able yeah. to change it at least, and I was able to change it. But uh, you know, again, still no moves in free agency from the D backs, uh, and I guess in National League West news, the Rockies have uh, been rumored to have some interest in Chris Bryant, also. Rumored to possibly be resigning Trevor Story. They lost John what? Gray, but Trevor Story back Trevor in Colorado. Story. What a sight that would be. Here's the thing: I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Story right now isn't commanding the kind of you know salary or financial demands that he wants, and you know maybe thinks that a short-term deal back in Colorado could allow him to get back on track, and maybe 
you know, then then hit the free agency market. Who knows? But yeah, you know, I feel I, like it would have to be short term. I don't know why Trevor Story would go back and sign his big deal with the Rockies. It just no. doesn't. I mean, after what they put him through last season with like kind of making it seem like he was going to be traded and then not trading him and having him just bizarrely finish out the season, uh, you know, on this team that wasn't really going anywhere and knew it wasn't going anywhere at the trade deadline. It was a really weird situation for them, but I think you're right. I could totally see Trevor's story being like, you know what? I, 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 I know what I'm worth. I know what I'm worth after I perform the way that I know I can. And Trevor's story didn't perform that way this past season. And we've seen guys take this approach in the past where they bet on themselves. So like, Hey, give me, you know, give me one year, give me two years or give me a longer term deal that has an opt out in it pretty early on so that I have an opportunity to go out and get the money that I think I can make. That's yeah. Well said. Well said. So um, hopefully that happens for him or, you know, I know Rockies fans are, are definitely, we don't really want Trevor's story back in the NOS yeah. because he kind of rakes at chase field. He really does. I yeah. don't know if you've ever noticed that Trevor's story. I believe his major league debut was the game against Zach Greinke. It was Zach Greinke's first ever start in a diamondbacks uniform. Mm, and Trevor's oh story homered that in that day. game. And yeah. Oh, Everyone was stoked to be there, but that more thing than got once, right? Quick. Didn't he? Didn't he homer twice in that game? I believe. I think he. I think he did. I think oh. he did homer twice in that game. So I, I, I we're, we're all right if Trevor Story Look, winds up out of the NOS. My wants okay. and needs when it comes to free agency are very selfish. They're all NOS focused, and all I want is all of these guys out of here and to do anything we can to start getting this timeline to match up with the D-backs timeline, right? We're seeing the Dodgers start to lose guys, big pieces due to free agency because they cannot hold all of these guys on one team and afford to 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 keep them all, right? Well, I so, mean, they probably could afford it. They're just choosing not to. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> could yeah, could okay. for the Dodgers is kind yeah, of a relative right. term. But I mean, one thing I one thing I will say is that people don't realize this: the Dodgers have to pay a lot more for free agents because they're over the luxury tax limit. Correct. And so right. they pay a significant tax on anything that they spend above uh 210 million which they're already over, right? right. So right. so you have to take into account like well, for them signing Corey not... Seager to a big contract is a lot more money than you think it is. Correct. It's a lot more money for another team even if they paid the same amount, right? There's going to be right. that additional that that additional t- luxury tax amount. So I, like I said, I'm just happy to finally see it happen, right? It's it, there, there had to be a point eventually, like a, a tipping point where a team like the Dodgers couldn't just keep spending and spending and spending and bringing in Max Scherzer and keeping Trey Turner and keeping Corey Seager and keeping this guy and keeping that guy. Yeah. Like there, there had to be a point where some of these guys were going to start leaving and, you know, doing what Jock Peterson did to them in the, you know, playoffs where he really yeah. makes them sorry that he's gone <laughs> rocking that pearl necklace. But uh, we thank you guys for joining us. Of course, we want to remind you to go check out the gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member, either an annual member where you'll get that $60. Uh, or, oh, I'm sorry again. Sorry, that's wow, gone. Wow, Derek, uh, you just keep rubbing I, it in their faces. I know. I, I'm not, not even trying Cyber to Monday do it. Anymore. I'm not trying to do it. Uh, you will get a free t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. Though. You still get a free t-shirt. Like That's a pretty good deal. That's a great deal. Good deal. That helps make the annual membership thing. Uh, totally worth it. But if you don't want to do the annual membership, remember we do have the month to month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Our code over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app is PHNX and that'll get you $100 in free bets for using just betting $1 on any game as long as any 
team scores. As long as either team scores in that game, you'll get that $100 in free bets. Uh, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite podcast uh, app, please leave us a review, five-star review if you would. Remember, this guy's a five-star guy. Uh, I, my mustache, definitely <laughs> not. That that instantly <laughs> takes me down to a three-and-a-half-star, man, uh, and I understand. Uh, but, again, leave us a review. We would appreciate it. Uh, also, jump over to YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our channel over there, PHNX uh, Sports, and uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of our content that we have churning out of this factory of sports goodness all year long. Uh, remember, more than anything, you need to follow us on Twitter. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. The show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports, and that is on Twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much again for checking out the show on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate you listening we appreciate your comments tuning in uh even if it's just to say that the cba talks are going nowhere or to uh, say that the d-backs need to extend yasmani Tomas. yeah yeah <laughs> that too but uh, although maybe maybe you can keep your thoughts to yourself not everything has to be commented on not everything <laughs> Not every thought has to be shared with the world, but we appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's way more fun when you get a negotiation done before a lockout happens.